That's what I think. Means that was a bar at the top thing. Also, I tested this with the TV earlier, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the high, highly scientific method of just having the one show playing in the background. One, da 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 one, da one. It's about family. No, no. The one show is the number one show. Yes. <laughs> and welcome back to the Dodgeball Podcast, everybody. Um, yeah, we would like to talk to you about Dodgeball at some point in the last six months, but there hasn't been any, so... Um, yeah, a bit of time for time for reflection and uh, yeah, a bit of a recap of a season that had more, even more twists and turns than we were expecting for both dodgeball reasons, dodgeball related reasons, and not. So here we are coming to what feels like the new normal. Um, and yeah, let's uh, should we kick off with mixed? It's um, something we haven't really touched on a huge amount of the. Um, of the season, um, yeah, kick off with kick off with League One. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, final standings: top three, Leeds Owls, Nottingham Sheriffs two, and Carmarthen Wizards in first to third, respectively. Um, I think Leeds, sorry, deserve that. Not Leeds, not were, right. Leeds were really bloody good. Yeah, Leeds yeah. So well, history of play like the the few times I've I've played Leeds in mixed um their, their topping of that league one is very well deserved yeah i would have said they really stood out um especially as having played a fair bit on on sheriff seconds in terms of just i think organization and tactics leads were just streets ahead of the rest of us in that especially seeing as they have a couple of like massive arms and like hakeem <laughs> I, I never get hit by the head in hakeem <laughs> um, yeah and Still then recovering. ted like Ted, obviously, just such a wealth of experience at so many levels, and yeah, re- like a good base of women. A number of those players have been playing for a long time. They just really, it was really slick, really difficult to find any chinks in the armor. Uh, that venue, uh, so it's wall to wall slash half a wall if you're on the <laughs> But yeah, they just absolutely made it work for them. I think to be fair, that you could have put them in the league above, and they've done really well as well. I think from from the season before, I think they were quite unlucky not to get into the league above. I think um, from the sort of original um, standardising league where they put made two leagues of equal strength in inverted commas to be slightly ruined by Storm 2 turning up with both the days in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Leeds were slightly unlucky to end up in end up in League 1. I think they would have certainly held their own in um, in the Super League. And yeah, if, 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 if we don't know what the leagues are going to hold next season, but assuming they do... Um, playing Super League would be, yeah, would be a very welcome addition. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't play too much mix this year. I think I only did one, maybe two fixtures. But um, they were in my league with Bees last year. Played them both times. You know, Bees were the team that ended up winning Mix League last year. And I, I think I can speak for people who I was on court with, where one of our hardest games was definitely that Leeds match throughout the year. They pushed us all the way, so I've got no doubt they'll do, they'll do well next. Year. I think it's a rare occasion when. This one of the strongest teams on paper in the league then actually goes on and <laughs> wins. It doesn't always happen, but Congratulations yeah. Congratulations for not bottling it. No, honestly, though, but it's, it's hard. It's like you can you can sometimes go there with, with on paper some of the better players, but you never know. Especially when you change venues to wall to wall, as you said, when we've been so used to not having that anymore, um, then yeah, it's 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 almost harder to do when the when the pressure's on. So yeah, very fair play. They'll do well next year. I was really pleased for Kamarden as well because mm. I think especially. They come a hell of a long way. Like that is commitment to turn up at a sports hall in Safford um, every what month was it to play 
mix. They have some very experienced players. Like obviously, um, we know them fairly well. They're defending. There's mixed internationals in there, but again, it was really interesting seeing how they adapted their play style to play against. I would say, a slightly more regimented style that you tend to find in the English leagues. They adapted very quickly. And because I believe that Welsh League has been playing mainly wall to wall throughout, or at least the venues I saw them at last year, they did. So I think to come in against very different teams to who they're used to playing, and to put that commitment in, I'm really pleased with them that they've come come away in a medal position because I think that was really really well deserved. Their players will have also gained a lot of that as well as a um, that as a, as a as a club having the opportunity to play mixed league against different just against different people to. Um, people you find in the in the Welsh League because I guess they're a slight segue onto the Welsh Super League results but um, Carmarthen Wizards in second and Carmarthen Warlocks their second team are in third so that kind of tells you the um, the fact that their only main competition is Ronda and has been for probably several years in, in honesty so for them to for them it's real testament to how much they want to improve as, as players and as a club to be able to um, to come to England and, and develop like that and yeah again a welcome addition to the league and a nice sort of unknown quantity for people to test themselves against I think as well I listened back to our last episode uh, this morning to see, to see what we said <laughs> and we mentioned sort of um, we mentioned university teams last time and I think it's particularly I think my hope for mixed league moving forward would maybe be just for it to expand slightly because the teams when you look at the second half of mixed league one so you've got warwick came in fifth burn came in sixth uh phantom seconds in seventh and virtue empire in eighth and i think we talk about players willing to turn up and improve i think the especially those bottom three teams there so burton phantom seconds and virtue i was really impressed by their just sort of tenacity and turning up in a league where there are a lot of people who are a lot more experienced than them it's a fast it's a fast run it's a fast game like mixed is i think mixed is very difficult to explain even as even to people who've been playing men's or women's for a long time i know it's my first season playing it and i found it a real adjustment despite the fact obviously i have a fair amount of experience in women's and i've watched mixed a lot so i think for those those players to continually put themselves out there and what Warwick is the only university team coming fifth in league one i think is an absolute mm. testament to just like basically sheer tenacity and skill. <laughs> a useful asset. A useful asset. They can also play dodgeball. No, you're right. I think it'd be good if, if there is a change in the mixed leagues to maybe have that expand into universities as well. Um, obviously, we don't know what the calendar's going to look like now because we're going to be, you know, I know we're going to get onto this a little bit later, but with the next season, you know, starting at what's going to be a clearly later date to normal and other such things, I don't know if, you know, this is going to shake up and we're now going to do, you know, calendar year for a season instead of where we where we used to so there's a, there's a lot of stuff to be worked out that from but if there's a way to get more university teams and open it out to them then I think that would be good yeah no definitely um, I think my only fear is that if if they do decide to expand sort of into universities and whatnot they will then separate the leagues into a university mixed league and a community mixed league because that's just going to separate that's, that's essentially separating the sport more than what it already is obviously but and I think having having the university teams included in a community league is it's not only going to help the the university teams sort of improve 
and get them ready for the next step of leaving university and joining their local community teams but it's also going to help those community teams with links to universities to see how they're already playing and to see what they can improve upon yeah i mean i think they they've already done a um, at least one university mixed open at some point last season i think yeah they did. um so yeah i think the the kind of university mixed sphere is very much on british dodgeball's horizon i think in reality, I think the mixed league in 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 actuality is still in a quite a fetal stage. I think there's plenty there's plenty of clubs sort of that are um, conspicuous by their absence amongst the teams in the Super League. You got uh, both Bedford teams, for instance, could um, have teams in their respective Super Leagues. Um, could well be fielding a team next season. That sort of thing. Um, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of potential for expansion within uh, community clubs as well as within within unis we'll so, see move on to mix super league then yep yeah so congrats to storm first uh coming top just ousting spartans in second and then yours truly nottingham sheriffs in third uh yeah again i think um probably between the top three and killer queens in fourth i think mm-hmm. everyone on their day could have beaten anyone else on their day in reality um well, that that was the case, wasn't it? Because I know that obviously, yeah. you, you know, we beat the the Spartans team. Who did they? They came very close to beating Storm at one point. If um, yes. I believe, I believe their game was quite was quite close. And I know that you know they they I think they both dropped points at some point. He said to the to mm. the uh, Killer Queens. Yeah, yeah, that that one was yeah. I think that was just who turned up in better form on the day, <laughs> more than anything. But uh, no, again, it, having played against that Storm mixed team, um, that's that's probably the the best mixed team I've played against I think at, at kind of any level so more than fair play to them that was they, they're just really impressive that they they found a niche slightly there haven't they yeah <laughs> with that one I mean we said I think we said up before on countless podcasts is that particularly for Storm men wall to wall really really suits them yeah. we saw it from we saw it mm. at, uh, English champs last season um, yeah. at British Open this season um, yeah playing wall to wall against Storm versus playing at St George's Park is a completely different prospect it's almost impossible to wangle ball control off them and mixed is no exception uh yeah a fit pretty fearsome prospect it's only a matter of when rather than if one of the one of their three throws hits you yeah that that was an interesting case and yeah. that was my third ever game of mixed and mm. then i got a migraine halfway through <laughs> so steve just hit me in the legs and got me out first which was appreciated Never be said he's not a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and then I think just the, the speed of those games and what was the thing particularly good to watch, and I coached a couple of those as well. Is yeah, as you say, those top four, and then on their day as well. I think Derby, Derby did bring a really good coming in fifth, a mm. really good performance. So it it made for very interesting watching because people had to adapt really, really quickly. I think because especially obviously in the mixed format you've got those three men which of which normally translates to three very big arms but it only takes one person to go out and to really change the dynamic and then especially if the ball control gets a bit squiffy it's quite a tight haul so ball stream is quite difficult there was some really interesting clever gameplay from everyone and a lot of it hinged on on really good like sort of good quality exciting plays like do you commit to the diving catch? Like, do you take that Always. wild running counter? Yeah, that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and st- sort of stuff like how fa- how high can that girl jump over that ball while the other bloke runs up the edge and then one of the other girls can do a tombstone backwards in front of one of their players and it was I think if it's a format people haven't been involved in I would really encourage you to give it a go because if you if you're into dodgeball for the adrenaline rush uh, you'll enjoy it talking talking of um, exciting games I can't remember off the score of the Storm against Derby game off the top of my head, but I was I was definitely roughing it. I don't know whether you were Jordan. I think it was I think it was about twenty six fourteen as a as a final it, score or it, something. Yeah, there was a lot. A something lot absolutely, of absolutely yeah. ludicrous. But it was, yeah, it's like like you were saying is that both both teams were just going hell hell for leather and taking a fair amount of risks, and that just meant that something was happening all the time, and there was just no, no time to breathe. It was yeah, as a as a ref who was. Completely neutral. It was a it was a hell of a watch. Dan, you're always completely neutral as a ref. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's um, supplementary mm. income gone. Um, yeah. So, do you want to just rattle off the in- the entirety of the standings? I'm aware that seeing as Cole asked for a shout out, we've also subsequently ignored honey workers. But yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to national leagues? Because of course the university leagues and the regional leagues were all regional was I think declared yeah, back yeah, back yeah. when the pandemic started. Yeah. 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 Um, fairly swiftly into the pandemic, wasn't it? British Dodgeball didn't lose much time making that yeah. decision. So we've so anyone who's been literally living under a rock or indeed has found this podcast by accident has no idea what we're talking about. Um the leagues were suddenly rounded up at the beginning of this week. End of last week. End of last week. Fairly recently. About, Fairly about a week recently. ago, yeah. And so they've taken the results from the f- from the first half, isn't it? So it's discounted the last meet that yeah, we played so in the Super League. It, it was taken up until the end of the fixture where everybody played each, each other, other once. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's where we've ended up where we are, and I think it's been well received by most people. It's ninety nine percent well received. <laughs> more, more on that later. The one percent yeah. as they as they were. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you move on to the women's leagues? Yeah, go for it. I'm sure Catherine wants to talk about this. <laughs> women's League one. Uh, yeah, Wessex Wolves in first, Norwich Nighthawks in second, and London Storm seconds in third. Yeah, I think... Sorry, so we'll talk about relegation and what's happening next year later, but I think that is a, that was a really tight top three. Yeah. Having watched mm-hmm. our girls who came in fifth in the end, um, well done Envy White Tigers, who, to be fair storms in those matches like yeah. there are some mm. very talented there's some very talented young women on that team and and slightly older women as well um but yeah london storm have been slightly hard done by there i think that was the real sort of power tussle at the top those three it became clear quite early on that it was those three um who were going to be fighting for that um, movement upwards but i'm really pleased for wessex after a few disappointing seasons i think they really found their groove again in that league it was brilliant just to watch I mean, they're like friends of mine, but also just good dodgeball from them because they had a really, they've had a really tough time in the last couple of years in league with injury, just bad luck with draws, stuff like that. So, very well deserved to them in Norwich. I'm sure they'll add to the continuing headache that is women's super league. I've I've, I've watched nearly every round of fixtures for for that league when it was played this year, and I think this league is going to go really under the radar in terms of just the sheer quality of it. Um, I was so impressed with some of the amazing being the, the only way I can think of catches that were taken in that mm-hmm. league that had no right to be caught some throws but but they were and some of the some of the great tactical play when you know when teams are you know seeing out the clock and things like that it was 
are very good. Like you said Wessex, very good. You know, yeah, Norwich and London Storm all all really good. And I would like to shout our our second team ladies on on that. You know, watching all their games when when they found the groove, they really found the groove, uh, and they got into it with some great kind of partnership play. So hopefully, a lot to build on there. And as you said, for you know, if I if I put my England um, hat on for a second, some of the England Dev girls and that White Tigers team. I thought I think that's their first season at this level. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone listening, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I thought they've uh, they've acquitted themselves excellently there. And you know, given how you know a lot of them in that kind of still teenage year age, then they're only going to go from strength to strength for a little bit on there. But then you look at other teams like you know uh, the Derby Phantoms too have some players who've been at that club now for a few years and. You know they might be slightly disappointed at their performance this season where they finished but they still you know as we we've said they've, they've almost lost half a season so they didn't really get the chance to even turn it around but they have more more than had the talent to to do that so i wouldn't be surprised if they come back next season even stronger as well so for anyone who joins that league or anyone who who drops you know drops down into it or whatever is, is going to happen again trying to pick a, a promotion candidate out of that next year is going to be yeah but good luck with it Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a really fair point around um, your point around Derby Two's suffering from a slow start. I think that's going to be a bit of a recurring theme amongst all the leagues in that mm. if a one one sort of freak couple of weeks in the first in the first meet or two, um, essentially counts double now in the final standings. So yeah, there's probably it's probably going to be a bit of a running theme where teams feel like they feel like they could have achieved more um, had they had the full season, but I guess that's that's the same for everyone. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a few anomalous results are going to be um, really, really pivotal in the final standings. So, so yeah, I think, I mean, we're doing an entire podcast on these, but I'm not sure you can necessarily read too much into them, uh, with them with it only being based off half a season. But at the end of the day, the, um, the sort of methodology for how it was decided was probably the fairest way of doing it, short of getting a time machine and replaying the rest of the season. But done is done uh and yeah i think one one word on wessex i would say is that they they always looked in control of games and that's normally a sign of um a team sort of that's experienced beyond the level they're playing at i think they're they probably were a, a slight cut above um nighthawks and storm two and the rest of the league uh again i think like they were saying that anyone on their day could could have taken them but for consistency and um, general control and team play, I think Wessex will probably cut above the rest in that league. So look forward to see what they can do next season. If I could pick up on one of Dave's points as well, I think that's a really strong observation and I would agree that I think the standard in that league compared to last season and especially compared to two seasons prior, it's risen so much. Whereas I think now actually it comes down to if you were to watch you're to watch a good women's league one game and then a um, like middling super league game set to set i think you would struggle to tell the difference a lot of the time i think as sam sort of touched on a lot of it these days actually comes down to consistency whereas all of those girls can pull off ridiculous plays like every now and then and it's just the teams like wessex that have that bit more either experience or discipline that imagine to just sort of like pull them off slightly more regularly because i think the other thing to comment on that league is and maybe a way that we haven't quite seen in the men's leagues. There's such an, a massive range of background of people in that league. And you look at the Cheeseland Gately Griffins, who are mainly, I believe, like mums, 
like slightly older, so not ex-uni crowd, so people in their like mid twenties and up, who have improved so much over the last year and a half. How long have Cheetah and Gately existed? Like year and a half, two years? Yeah, you'd, you'd say you'd, yeah, you'd say in the two season mark, and probably same for Burton's ladies team as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Burton's got a lot of um, young girls. Hartlepool is a mixture of their youngsters and then some of their coaches coming yeah. in to make sure they have the chance to compete, and they've ended up coming sixth. So I think um, it has been an incredibly interesting league, I think, and probably hopefully shaking a bit like what dodgeball might look like in the future, in that there's genuinely people from all over who've been getting involved with it, and that's been really, really interesting to watch. And it's been good fun, especially as someone who, like Dave, I've watched a lot of those matches, just to be able to stand on the side and like offer the odd sort of prompt to people, being like, you know what, have you considered just like doing that differently? And I feel like it's one of those leagues where the whole community does get behind them and try and support whether it's your club or not because it's just it's good to see everyone in that league is working really hard and yeah the improvement is massive just before we move on quickly just as you said it's a really good point um that i, I just kind of picked up on um a couple of times this season i've gone and reft um university and then also junior league on the same day so to see people obviously like the, the white tigers and hartleypool who do do both including the coaches and then stuff like that um I like to say the way they were set up at the junior leagues, and then to to see that they're now getting to, to to go to both is is really encouraging because some of the work they do, like the Hartlepool set up and, and the other people like that, and like un, uh, underdodge and no sorry who's it the Ravens sorry, and teams like that with the players now mixing between the leagues, I think that's great to see that they get that foundation of the junior league and then get to to come up and do this. So I, they carry on, they're doing such good work. The coaches of those teams, it's it's un, it's unbelievable. Good luck indeed. Well done. well done for not laughing get the word dude <laughs> <laughs> I was glad someone said it I was about to whisper yeah, it said just ex- the look. <laughs> I'm glad someone said it <laughs> so much what's the average age around this table too high yeah. Yeah. Say, like, the combined age is over 100 and we're still laughing at the word dude yeah. me and you make over 50 ourselves cheers mate <laughs> just saying <laughs> it's, only the, it's only Sam Sam's the baby I'm not that much younger than you are I know Whimsically. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God, if we have to. Eh? Yeah, yeah, if we have to. Yeah. Right, yeah. Drag that up again. Fine, whatever. Um, let's get this over with. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Nottingham Sheriffs for winning Super League. Uh, Bedford Eagles in second and Storm in third. Yeah, um, we, we said at the start of the season it was going to be nip and tuck. And mm-hmm. so it proved to be for the, for the half season that, that we played. Um, hard to contain our biases, but I think we do all right. Yeah, yeah, not not a bad result for the, for the season if it yeah. goes in. If you give me this at the start, I'd have taken it. Yeah, just look. <laughs> off. we have to settle for first. We will do. But uh, again, the the quality of this league, the you know, I know it seems to happen a lot of times in in the seasons, but you know, the usual suspects are, are all kind of in that top section, and mm-hmm. I I feel it's almost like. It's like Yahtzee dice, isn't it? Chuck them all on the thing, just roll them out and see what comes and that'll be the order. Um, you know, Bedford, again, we talked about slower starts. Oh, I think I, I think, was just about to make yeah, this point. That, yeah, that they embodied that because we know the quality there. They don't have the, the trophy CV of that team without having the quality to back it up. I know obviously there was a few injuries, a few players left and whatnot, new players, but the, the way they came back in the previous two fixtures, so four games, whatever it was, just Absolutely. showed that... Terrifying. Yeah, it, it, it's that whole, isn't it? Form is temporary, class is permanent. If you've got the players, it will come back and do it. And, and then obviously ourselves and Storm were, were in, in the mix for the whole season and some, some you know, 
some great great dodgeball played yeah. by by all teams and some of the teams obviously as we go further down and as we'll as we'll talk about yeah no i think i'm going to sound very biased here in that the uh, i think the sheriffs and storm game was honestly one of the best Nailed games of women's dodgeball yeah. i've ever seen because it was set for set it was so so close hardest and game i've ever ball retrieved because i was trying not to watch honestly it was so <laughs> stressful to ball retrieve for that game yeah i think like yeah i think it's just it's such a good league now like it is you all you look all the way down the table because like bedford rangers finishing an eighth we like we were lucky enough to edge a win over them that came down to the second to last throw because i remember literally watching it hit and nearly wetting myself with relief because we'd actually finally managed to like yeah. do it so i think any anyone on that table was capable of causing a massive upset and i think i think credit to spartans as well mm. like um it's been the Spartans form has been interesting to watch because I think everyone was very this is their second season now isn't it and everyone was really curious first and first, second first league, league, but second and second, second as a team yeah. I remember when they came, came onto the scene obviously quite a few faces that we know already yeah and they had a really good run at opens didn't they in their first in their first yes. season and they came into Super League and maybe not the best of starts and I remember at the beginning of the year um sort of I think some silver medals some bronze medals but sort of almost a kind of always the bridesmaid never the bride kind of thing for a team that I think people had a lot of yeah. expectation around them and I think actually they've really started to show that consistency and especially although there are a number of people who know very well they do have some younger players who are st- maybe still playing university or fresh out of and with a league of such fine margins like there's a reason Bedford normally top this league and that's because Bedford are a unit they move as one you yeah. cannot stress them out they just know each other so inside and out that there are like we always talk about gears i don't know how many gears bedford have got it's <laughs> too many and one of the things that we had to really work on i know storm can work on as well is making sure that you can play three different ways and not find any of them more stressful than the others and i think people like spans people like valkyries are really starting to do that as well so i mean obviously i'm elated to like been called been called as like the champions this year but i think i don't even know what's going to happen next year next year is going to be i say it's going to be a bloodbath every single time <laughs> well i think we, we've made the point about a few teams having kind of a, a slower start and, and that hindering i think for for our ladies team it was it almost was the, the reverse, opposite they, yeah. they brought the momentum of the kind of gold medal wins or english champs and then nationals and things like they carried that momentum into the start of the season and you know got off to a, got off to a flyer which can make make all the difference and you know that was a similar story in the men's league as we'll get to and things like that but yeah it's it's just another good next year is going to be fascinating now because yeah. i still think you're at a point where you could still pick one of four or five um, teams and if they want it you, yeah. won't, you wouldn't be surprised if they want it you could write down you could just pick two two of those names out of a hat and pick two numbers between one and 14 out of a hat as well and present that as the score of the game mm. and for in the vast majority of cases you believe any of it yeah. like even like teams like phantoms i think Great showing this year. Great showing this year. Queen Bees arguably deserved to finish a lot higher up that table. They had, I think, they suffered from a bit of maybe variability that we didn't see last season. But they're still a very talented squad there. And of course, such a huge club that they, maybe more than any of us, there's new talent coming through Bees all the time. So they've got such a wide pool to draw from that as soon as one of the girls in the honey starts doing well, obviously there's room to move them around. Uh, Phantoms just keep getting bigger and bigger. I'm 
I'm pleased for Leeds, especially if it's true and we're going to expand the league slightly. I think Leeds adds to that league. They had a they had a struggle this year with numbers, which is just unfortunate. It happens. People move around. Um. So yeah, I think. Yeah, it's just. It was a really good season. I mean, we'd all we'd all want to play it out. I think that would have been. Had we were we to restart again now, I don't think anyone could call what would go on from here. So, which means yeah. it's going to be an even more interesting season next year. Yeah, I think I think um, going back to what you said that um, with the women's super league, that there's obviously there's been some slow starts and then some have really gone off the mark. And just, I think I think when it comes to women's super leagues and you've got teams of that caliber in, you're going to be one or the other. There's not going to be any sort of middle ground. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, sort of like the the teams of that through. caliber. Um, and the range of these teams, it's going to be where some are going to be having a very good season, and then some are going to be a bit slow to start, but then pick it up midway through. Um, and I think it it is a little bit unfair that we weren't able to complete the season because those standings in that women's super league could very easily have changed a lot, um, and it would have been very very interesting to see. Well, I think going back to the going back to the bees point. Um... And the point around that we made around have like a single anomalous result massively affecting the final standings. Didn't Queens beat Honeys this season? Uh, Vice versa, sorry, Honeys. Honeys beat Queens this season. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That that's a testament to the strength and depth that bees have got, but also the the fact that that is result essentially double counted against Queens. And um, like if they'd won. If they'd won the game that they actually played, that would count for two victories in their favour come these standings at the end of the season. And we they'd probably be up nearer where our predictions were. Um, I'm which right is... in thinking as well that Queen's beat Sheriffs in league. Yep, yeah. I think think we are. So that just shows again, like... Yeah, I think that's... It's like... just, just looking at because what, what did Queen's finish in the end? With Queen's seventh. 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 So that just shows seventh beat seventh first, beat which first. in a, normally, you know, a, a 10 to 12 team league when you get into any sports... That's yeah. that's quite uncommon usually in in any kind of sport, which just shows mm. that you're in a strong league there. Like, yeah. and like you said, Rangers in eighth was was a very close game as well. Yeah, one set in that as well. And Derby in sixth, and it's just like yeah, like it's it's a it's a great great position to be in where there's any anyone on their day in that league. Um, yeah, the 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 top eight all sort of vying for that yeah. top spot, and all of them having realistic games of getting it. I genuinely think as well that if if once the season starts properly, if you do have chance. Honestly, sit down, stand at the side, watch a few of the women's Super League games because ball retrieving for, for our ladies as much as I have and watching the other games, they are very good games of dodgeball. I was just going to ask, actually, I think maybe women's Super League is one of the primary examples where I think the move from three to five ball it's like kind of like encapsulates why, although we were all very reticent at the beginning, I think actually the move to five ball has made the game so much more watchable because I think as much as I argue it's a lot of the same people like a lot of us have been playing mm. at this level and obviously we're three or four years better or whatever but yeah I was interested in your views obviously as like purely spectators because I'm never going to be able to look at it even slightly sort of non-judgmentally but I'm interested that you guys and encouraged that you guys say that is that they are genuinely very watchable games and that we're getting those quality of games in the league one as well because I think the time of sort of men's dodgeball being incredibly athletic and watchable and women's dodgeball being watchable on its own terms but not directly comparable because it relied on very different skills i think they're kind of over and we're now getting to a more equitable point where they are still very different but they're equally watchable and athletic and yeah. dramatic in their own right which can only be a good thing 
Cool. Uh, final thing on Women's Super League. Uh, you might remember from the first episode of the podcast, we put together some predictions for, for top four, um, which, uh, yeah, some, some of us um, have got a better idea than others. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, so a bit of a sort of friendly wager um, scoring system that we put together. I say we, I put together before um, before actually calculating it. So um, we picked the top four. So we've given three points for a team in the correct place. One point if your uh, team selection is out by one place. And out of everyone, we've given minus five to the person who puts in the worst <laughs> prediction. Or so the, the worst biggest shout. difference in prediction. Yeah. So going around the table, uh, Catherine for win Super League. You put Queens in fourth, no points. Bedford Eagles in third, one point. They actually came second. Storm in second, one point. They came third. And Sheriffs in first for three points. So five points for Catherine. Dave, you put Valkyries in fourth, one point. They actually came fifth. Beagles in third for one point. Storm in second for one point. And Sheriffs in first for three. So Dave's got six. Jordan, Valkyrie's in fourth for one point. Spartans in third for one point. The only person to back Spartans to get the top four out of all of us, um, apart from potentially other people, apart from us. Uh, so one point for Jordan. Because yeah, I, I bet there's a, a few people in Leamington who might have gone higher. <laughs> what do they know about top four? You say in Leamington. <laughs> Don't they actually train top Warwick? <laughs> <laughs> Some say their kids are very like Warwick. Uh, so Spartans in third. Uh, Sheriffs in second, uh, heresy to put to play devil's advocate um, for one point, and Storm in first for nada. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I I did fully back Storm. I saw the strength of their squad, and it is one of the women's teams that our first have historically struggled with. Oh yeah, no. Um, I think there's a reason so they're all a, second in our list as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just thought I'd, um, you guys had all gone sh- sheriff, so I thought I'd, I'm going to edge my bets on Storm this Dare time. Dare to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me, so I put Valkyries in fourth for one point. I then put Queens in third, which is officially the worst shout of anyone, what anyone's ever put in. Um, they actually finished seventh, so that's my four places there. So minus five for me. Uh, and then Storm in second for one and Sheriffs in first for three. So I got a big fat zero on that one. So yeah, congratulations to Dave for winning that uh, the predictions for the for the women's league. Thank you very much. What's going to happen next year? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get the fixtures first. We'll <laughs> yeah, let's let's get, get the I feel it depends at the moment because at the moment I can't I can't decide if, if everyone's either playing for Raptors or Silverbacks. So <laughs> let's see if we're all the signings. I'm presuming one of those two is going to win, find a way to win Super League next year. I would not put it past them. <laughs> Cool, men's league. Uh, men's league one, everyone's favourite league. Well, should we do league three and two? Oh, sorry, yeah, they were on a different piece of paper, so I've missed them. Mm. I mean, we can't not do them. I don't think Don would ever forgive us, but... He's not asked for a shout-out, so I can blame him. <laughs> men's league three, so congratulations to Norwich Nighthawks uh, for first place. Leamington Spartans seconds in second, and Milton Keynes Cyclones in third. Second, um, second, sorry, not their firsts. A special shout out to uh, Tom Walsh and everybody else but Dom on that Nighthawks team. You guys were great this season. 
Well done for carrying Mr. Smith to a to a League Three medal. Um, no, in seriousness, I think the three best teams took the top three places. Yes, I technically supposed to be how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's usually I mean, what League Four is. How dare it reward consistency? Um, also, I think I think works. a good shout to to Cheed. I think that's their first year as a mm. men's team. Yeah, first in year league. Men's team. I know, obviously, they've got Sam there and and Stan as well as their kind of experienced heads in that team. But I know. Um, a few of the the less experienced bees from seasons past have joined them as well. They've got something good building there, so you know more more competition. Hope, hopefully, they can push on a bit next year as well. I think um, anyone who tunes into the occasional um, Milton Keynes Cyclones show, uh, the one with uh, Dom was quite interesting. He spoke very highly of the Milton Keynes Cyclones seconds team and the Spartan seconds team as. In reality, being too good for that league, I think he put, he put and it in. As we look at the uh, the Spartan second team, they are essentially Warwick, aren't they? Really, um, looking at a lot of those players, they are current Warwick to... players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couple, couple couple of kids and training city. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just yeah? And I think I think similarly to we chatted a little bit about the teams towards the bottom of women's league one, and I think this is one of those. There are so many very capable and actually very experienced men's teams now like leagues and leagues worth of them so it's really impressive to see people like Hartlepool Mavericks who again are mainly sort of parents of kids who got into dodgeball they're a completely community-based club as far as I'm aware there's no sort of old guard in the Hartlepool men's team as far as I remember not as far as I'm aware Um, and Enderby Predators good to see them as well which is again sort of part of the youth team mainly like community-based so I think there's talk of moving more towards uh, regional, having a slightly improved, do you think that's a fair way of putting it? Regional league structure moving forward, expanded. Yeah, yeah expanded. It, it, if those proposed changes do go ahead, it is a bit more regional. I think it's good because for for teams who are made up of, you know, not the, not the hardcore enthusiasts like we are around this table, <laughs> but um, for people who are, you know, enjoy the sport, that, you know, they play it maybe for they've started with more fun and are want, wanting to start getting competitive but they're not quite at the levels of other people I think as a starting base get used to competition and playing other teams I think it's a good idea and then if you you know you get the flavour for it and want to push on then you've got the goal of getting to National League to go for you've got you've now got an actual path through all the way to Super League if you if you want to start as that more kind of local team if it's you know we all know people who play a sport maybe just for a bit of exercise during the week and other people who you know their life revolves around it again i'm looking at the four of us as i say that. Um, <laughs> as we sit on a tuesday yeah exactly there, there's levels but what i like about this this idea of the regional split if it does go ahead is if it get gives people the the chance to maybe start more casual where they find their way they find their way of playing their own tactics whatever it might be and they've got a clear path into league if they want to push on and, and get competitive i personally think it, it's not a bad idea yeah, I, I again back it. I think it's something that we're maybe going to talk about a bit after doing our league roundup. But obviously, with everything that's gone on during lockdown, there's been a lot of talk about. I mean, specifically Black Lives Matter, which cannot be sort of look overlooked. But then generally more about accessibility, and I think moving to that more regional structure will be a really key part of making dodgeball more accessible. Because as I think Dave is rightly put, at the moment. There is a, we do have a hardcore fan base, but I think we do need to recognise that we are hardcore and we choose to put a lot of our disposable yeah. income into it, into it and travel a lot and give up a lot of time. And it's just not reasonable for a lot of people yeah. to be able to make those... Well, for us, they're not sacrificed because we have nothing better on yeah. sad. But for a lot of people, if you have young families, if you don't have the disposable income, that's not possible to do and it shouldn't stop you accessing the sport 
as you say, a competitive level. I, I prefer the word committed to sad, but we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, one big benefit as well from for potentially a restructuring of the regional is that the, these sort of teams, such as like the Hartlepool Mavericks and Enderby Predators, they've had that season where they've seen how other teams play. Um, so they're going to see those other play styles and the other tactics and gain more experience. And I think it's going to be much more difficult for them to try and apply those tactics in league fixtures in this way than if it was in regional. Because in regional, they've got time to practice. It's a le- less of a sort of... It's a less of a competitive atmosphere. Yeah, it's still obviously, Yeah, it's less intense okay. atmosphere. So it's, it's a bit more easy going for them and they were able to look at these sort of tactics that they want to bring in and, and these the way that these other teams play. Yeah. If, if we think slightly bigger picture and more long term as a, as a vision for the sport as well, for areas like your Hartley Pools or maybe other areas where there isn't as much dodgeball at the moment, if they have more competition, more teams, you know, it might encourage more teams to eventually pop up, whether they start as junior and then, you know, form the adults like a Hartley Pool or an Enderby have done and, and things like that. If, if that's a way forward, I know this might take a few years to get off the ground, but you've got to lay the seeds at some point. So this can get the sport spreading to areas of the country that don't play it as much at the moment, then it's it's worth giving it a go. Yeah, 100%. I guess a, a potential sort of flip side on that is um, Lee, the, the kind of the foot of the English leagues is always a bit of a... Um, it's always a little bit tough because often there's a team that pops out of nowhere that is just way above that. We saw that with Bedford Rangers a couple of years ago in like the final year of three ball okay. uh, just decimating league two um silverbacks silverbacks more recently um it's and night nighthawks and spartans twos this season particularly um i think the the move to regional league might reduce that barrier a little bit more um because i guess the if you're a if you're a hartleyville maverick say in uh, and you're traveling miles and miles and miles to play essentially two teams that should be a league or two two leagues at least above you that's that's not fun and that's kind of why we've seen people like Colchester Eagles kind of um dissipate over over years because they essentially just keep getting gazumped by new teams coming in way above their level so I think the move to yeah (laughs) gazumped don't hit on my vocabulary um (laughs) So yeah, I think the route to regional might mitigate that a little bit more. Um, I think you're less likely to come into more of these um, more of these teams above their level um, on a regionalised setup. And to be honest, even if you do, it's a lot. It's a lot less of a bit of pill to swallow if if it's you like if you don't five have five hours to get there. Exactly. So yeah, I think like like we said, it's a step forward in the sport. It may be. Um, yeah, it may it may take a few years to properly get off the ground, but yeah, British dogs will put in the groundwork now. Seems like yeah. a good idea. Cool. Uh, on to League Two. Do let's. Um, so top three: um, Virtue Empire, Bedford Rangers Two, and Bedford Mighty Eagles Two. Bit of a coup for Ber- like very well deserved. But mm. I think looking at that, I'm very impressed by Virtue Empire. Yep. No, I t- totally agree with that. There's plenty of plenty of firepower in that lead so at least and they've been they've been languishing in league two for, for yes quite some time i think, I think the, they're, they're well they're well well worth their um but their procession up into league one yeah and i think their their recruitment drive at the moment i think is only sort of gonna gonna expand their numbers as it were 
Um, so you see what talent that brings in into the uh, sort of virtual empire area. I have dropped the dead weight of Jamie Hughes, and clearly it's working wonders for them. Uh, if only we could do that. We've, we've taken the burden. <laughs> we'll take, take one for the teams, as it were. Yeah. I think as well, so if you look at Bedford Mighty Eagles seconds, and they do have, like, I think Bedford Eagles probably, I don't know, are up there in the teams leading the way with their youth development, and they do have a really talented group of, because they were playing under 16s last year. I, I, believe that, I believe they smashed that league last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I be I, and, but then of course, what they have also had this year is a, um, a number of the more senior players have either retired or had injury or not been not, not wanting to make the time commitment. So a number of those players have been playing Super League. Mm-hmm. So I suppose actually, whereas last year that would have been essentially the Bedford Eagles under 16 team which is a very very strong team very very strong team I think this year they potentially had fewer I know a lot of the girls were playing in that league and I mean they're all incredibly talented players in their yeah. own right but potentially that slight those slight changes affect your continuity so incredibly well deserved with a bronze medal and I think but then we uh, is Bedford actually teal I suppose you have to ask with those results <laughs> with Rangers sitting on top that is not a debate for, for us to have. That is, the city of Bedford need to have that out at yeah. some point. We can find someone yeah. to mediate it while they have the discussion. But yeah. we are neutral. The clues are My vote still goes for black and gold, but that's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I know I know we feel like we're probably going over on bits. But if you, as you look down the league again, is the thing you know. I won't. I won't pretend to say that I know many people from you know many players personally from that bottom kind of three three or four teams apart from the Soldier Bees, and again like with Bees having their talent pool, I've, you know, and on the personal, I've trained with some of those lads. The the fact that at the halfway stage they find themselves there is a testament again to the league and Stafford finishing fifth without their recruitment drive. Goes bodes well for for their future that that's without all the players they've they've added already. And again, it, I, I know I always say it, it's just it's nice to see the quality always going up. Although, you know, my plans to be a social player in a few years are being scuppered by this <laughs> somewhat been, more. Yeah. But um, so be it. It's one of those. It's Yeah, it's good to see. And again, shout out to Burton. I believe, is this their men's first or second year? This is second, second, I think. But I was, I was just going to say, as a team that have only, as a club that's only existed, as far as I'm aware, for two, two and a half, three mm. seasons, this is they're, con- they're consistently now fielding a men's and a women's contingent. They're climbing those ranks. They're improving match on match, and I think that's like that really does need to be applauded because, as you say, we talked about team, the expansion of teams, community-based teams, being not necessarily the way forward. It's always going to go hand in hand with sort of the traditional, if you will, sort of university spin out, which is essentially how we've started. But it really does need to go hand in hand, and I think teams like Burton, obviously Gareth has a hand in that. But they've got a lot of young players who will continue to grow in the sport, and that's a really good thing. And they've got some kit now. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know they got a lot of complaints for playing naked the year before, didn't they? Yeah, so, uh, yeah the, the green t-shirts are gone. They've got the uh, green and green, green and yellow. yellow. I don't think we're, don't th- I don't think we're in any position to to cast judgment over green kits, are we? <laughs> no, <but laughs> they found one that's slightly worse than ours somehow. Does the Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought Uni offered only, uh, they were the only ones with that medal. A green kit worse than Sheriff's. <laughs> well, yeah. Material wise, I can't, can't argue with that. Like I, I preferred our university neon oh, pink, if I'm neon, being honest. Neon pink all the way. Distinctive, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> you knew where Trent were. You, you couldn't hear him. 
yeah. it'll be interesting to see some of those teams in, in the potentially mm. revamped League One next year because yeah. I know I'm using this as a, as a slight segue as I look over the League One table <laughs> um, from a personal Fantastic. note before, before we sing our own praises which we will do for the next 45 minutes this is a bit more we wait for I'm just looking at that table and the fact that Leeds have ended up finishing ninth in that, that given that is absolutely mental opening game of the season we played Leeds and I know many other teams in the league who weren't playing came to watch it because they were you know we were I some people's pre- be like the this, top two. A ti- you know a, a borderline title decider already and it was a yeah, it was a hell of a tough game um, and was, again shout yeah, out to Ryan Wolfie for Ryan Wolfie for busting my lip wide open with a headshot like it forced mm-hmm. me to go off at type of the, pe- the people's hero so, so to say we left it all on the court I think is a yeah. is also on that one and uh, I, I think this is up there for probably the most competitive league start to finish in, in this setup at the moment I, I totally agree oh, I guess yeah. I guess it goes again it goes back to that slow start or um, like the occasional freak result yeah. just massively played against Leeds because I think well because I know they lost to our seconds I think they ha- might have had another re- I think they might have had a result losing against I think it might have been the Silverbacks or something like that and yeah just like again when it counts double it's just puts them in a massively false position but but yeah make make no make no odds on that they, they are a force to reckon with next season yeah I think um, Men's League 1 is very much going to be similar to women's super league and that you you're not going to be able to call that league yeah i guess so because we've done it for the rest of the leagues let's do it first place sheriff's first second place london storm second and third place derby phantoms walking over the bronze yeah um, Uh, i think um we did all right didn't we uh, yeah i think i think (laughs) i think genuinely the only thing separating ourselves and storm two was set difference yes it was um we have Derby to thank for yeah, that. We, 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 for... Lost, we lost to Storm 2 in what was a very well-deserved win for those. Yeah, they yeah, they literally absolutely. just picked no us apart. Oh, and... It all feels like so long yeah. ago. Now you're talking about it, I can just feel my yeah. stress levels um, rising. <laughs> Storm 2 very much deserved that win. Um, and then Derby coming in clutch for us. And did Derby were the ones to beat Storm 2, weren't they? They were, yeah. Yes, yeah, they yeah, lost to um, Storm 3 on the same day. Yes. In a... In a Crazy, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. That's a, if, that, if that doesn't describe a dodgeball league, <laughs> yeah. good God. So yeah, um, the fact that the only thing separating the first and second place was set difference shows just how much, how, how close this, this league is. Yeah, I think we've talked about um, teams, sort of when you have sort of genuine grassroots teams, if, if you will, coming in and then occasionally being slightly undone by the fact that you'll get these new teams forming of people who've played for a long time who've just moved people like um silverbacks or norwich nighthawks just pop out of nowhere with a like a fair head start in terms of talent and it's quite interesting to see silverbacks finish mid-table because i know they'll have wanted to continue that momentum of two what just the one just the one promotion one promotion yeah there's only league two for that yeah because of course we keep adding leagues on the bottom Mm. but yeah so i think I think, and that has to actually be a testament to the strength of the league system in that that is a team full of experienced players who, like, geographically and sort of other life decisions-wise have all been able to come together and form a very strong team. And for them to come mid-table, I think, proves just the breadth of talent that is playing in these top in these top two leagues. I mean, we'll get to Men's Super League in a minute. Um, but And then to only finish point, a couple of points above our, our seconds, who I think 
for a development team, they we try to do less chopping and changing this year, but it's all it's always the way. It just is how it happens. Like especially when you've got first two first teams yeah. trying to be really competitive. But I'm absolutely made up for our guys coming in sixth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, also shout out to Silverbacks who on Instagram earlier did tag their favourite game of this season to be the game against us. So thank you for that one. Nice. Whoever does your social media, and I think I know who you are. <laughs> Go get uh, that cheeky light. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that one. But um, I, you know, I, we haven't really said it yet. But I'm I'm so proud of our own performance this year. Mm. Um, you know, coming off two two harder years in in Super League, two which lean years. two two lean years for for kind of wins in the in the end for for our men's team. It was um, it was you know there was a lot of pressure put on us. I think again it goes back to. You know what we talked about with Leeds in the mix. I think some people expect us to to walk this league, and I think we've done anything but that. Like, I can't think of. Well, I, we haven't though, because every game has been, as you know, Leeds Leeds were yeah. probably beating us at half time. I think by a set yeah. or so. Derby pushed us in the first half away. Like, I think it's just that, that you know, a even lot that, of the work even we've done. Even until seconds was nip and tuck to the final throw. Yes, it, yeah. It, that that league was not easy. I think there was only there was only two games where we we won at a probably semi comfortable scoreline at the end, and then obviously there was the loss to Storm on throne. So I I just want to say obviously on on the record that how proud of our guys I am this year. Obviously Abby with the coaching and the support we got back from from the girls and the teams at, at the club, and I think it shows having our second team in the league. It made training very good. So you know, is that an advantage for us? Probably, but I'll take it. Like <laughs> I'm never going to say no. Having two teams in the same league because obviously the seconds they want to beat us. Yeah. Same with honeybees beating queens. Like you want to beat the team, but because you're aiming to be and take their places, so it means that we have to we have to push again. So hopefully this is a, a good base for for next year. Uh, and obviously we'll be gunning to try and get revenge on Storm Two in the actual games. In there. <laughs> um, so so yeah, watch your space. But yeah, I've you know I've I've really enjoyed watching this league. And obviously we do a lot of refing in between playing and the quality of some of the games. I remember watching uh, Derby versus Workers. I think I, I ref that one as well. That was a great game. Um, and I could I could go on about um, how many I watch. I think it's um, it's been a really good league to be a part of. I think ser- serious props to workers for for that fourth place finish. I think like like we said of the the curse of the second team being like um, not having that settled team dynamic and changing from from meet to meet. And I think I think they as a, as a squad they play that their team is stronger than the sum of their parts. I think is a is a good way good way of looking at it there. Um, they're very well drilled. They're very good. Uh, a very good understanding of what the game plan is, and like that's that's serious testament. I think if you looked at them player for player against, I don't know, a Silverbacks or a Leeds, you'd probably you you could probably make a case for Silverbacks or Leeds being the stronger team on paper, but on court anything but. So yeah, massive massive props to Workerbees on that one, and I think if the if the leagues are going to expand as they as they are threatening to do, which I think, as we've alluded to, would be would generally be quite a good thing. Um, Workerbees could have a serious shot at getting into Super League next season or um, in two seasons' time. Watch yeah. this space. Yeah, I, I won't argue. Um, again, obviously, yes. If everyone didn't know, Dave used to play for Bees. But obviously, I know some of those <laughs> lads as well quite well. Like I played with a lot of those because half of those have been in Killers at some point. So it, it just shows people like them and Storm, you know, they have their second teams and whatever it is, and, and mine at all as well. But a lot of those players have transferred between first and seconds, which adds to the quality. You know, you, you know there was Ben Bridge, Colm, Nick Stafford, other, um, and Nick. Um, oh, he's going to hate me for Beardmore. this. He's from Beardmore. Sorry, Nick. I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah, who's new to them this year? And obviously, Liam Ryder had a few games. These are all people who we've seen in, 
in Killers a few times. Um, and don't look out of place there either. Yeah, not so ever. And, and so it shows, you know, they help add to the team. Same with the Storm too. We talked about obviously people like Jake and that coming down this year. And it just, it adds to the league. So, you know, if this keeps happening, teams keep expanding, that league's only going to get harder. So thank God we made it out. <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire eh, speaking of the fire men's super league <laughs> ding, ding. Um, god I love segues start off with a uh, for the 1% a controversial <laughs> top 3 um, why, why what happened <laughs> it was widely well received Yeah. Um, so in third place are Manchester Killer Bees uh, second place are Lutterworth Meteors, and in first place are Leamington Spartans, who take their inspirational name from Bath and Bristol Spartans. And Just a quick fun fact for you. Is it the most used name in Hodgeball? Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thoughts. Um, I think you look at that top. Like obviously, massive congratulations to Leamington. Are, are we going to talk about it? It is massively disappointing for Meteors. Like it, it just has to be, yeah. No yeah. one, no one wanted the seat, the season to finish like that, yep. and that is just, and it is, it's absurd how close it was. And Sam and I were saying earlier off air, basically, both teams were undefeated, but yeah. Spartans were less undefeated, which yep. shows what absolute crap the English language is, is and also how close more, it was. they were more undefeated. More undefeated. More, yeah, like on, on less defeaters. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I, I watched their game as well, and it literally like Meteors won the final set on the final throw to get a draw in that game and just shows that just proves how level pegging those two teams are yeah. um i mean spartans have been you know they've been really good at the, the last few opens and things as well they've got you know they do well and mix and other stuff so you know massive congrats to them that i think you it's know been, it's been a long time coming yeah you know they've been working hard towards this and i think yeah. you'll find many people you'll find many people who, who will say you know if, if you said at the start of the season and we played the whole one and they won it Again, we went back to like, the ladies' team. No one be like, "Oh, well, what? What Spartans? We in league?" Yeah, they can. You can see it happening. That the, yeah. the depth they've now got with some new additions, it's really good. Yeah, obviously, you've got a, you've got a feel for for Meteor slightly to to not have lost a league game in so long and then to have kind of the the target on that. It's that, but at the end of the day, it's our favourite word. It's that unprecedented time, isn't it? So if we're drunk. Exactly. Um, there's your COVID buzzword for the day. But it's it's that's the case. Unfortunately, that's how the seasons have to be decided and. You know, would the league's results have changed for many of these leagues we're looking at now? Potentially, almost certainly. But this, this is the thing: it's we don't know. We're, all, we're going to be dealing hypotheticals f- from here on in. But obviously, can, congrats to Spartans. But I think for me that my my team of Super League this year, I'm going to I'm going to I'm giving it Rangers. Absolutely, oh, I, was, yeah. I was going to comment. What, on what, what a season Fifth. they've had, by the way. Yeah. Overall, in opens as well. You couldn't keep like you couldn't look away because you could go, oh, Rangers so and so, like I don't know, Rangers, Rangers meals. Ah, oh, we're going to get a drink. This will be fine. And you come back and like the whole room is glued to this match. Yeah. You're just like, what on earth? Is I, I believe they were beating Meteors at half time. Yes, they were. Yeah. Beating or drawing at least. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah, and obviously they and they beat Killers as well. And to beat out sure. the. Uh, yeah. to, to obviously finish above the sort of Super League slash DPL regulars of Minotaurs, and Bedford and Eagles and Vikings. Mm. Literally to to sit above those quite comfortably in fifth was, you know, uh, well well played Rangers. Yeah, um, exactly we, well we played. say that, but I think like I think that no, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I know where this is going. <laughs> no, I was going to say that you look at the you look at the five teams below them, and you think you see Rangers against Minotaurs, Rangers against Eagles. You probably put Rangers as the favourite in. Marginally, because obviously this league is super competitive, like all the rest of them. But you'd always, you'd probably put your, if I were a betting man, I would probably put money on Rangers against most of the teams that are below them. So it kind of 
testament to their position not necessarily flattering them I think it's well deserved no, no not at all I, wouldn't, I think the word I think flattering them is very harsh but they're still a relatively new team at yeah, this yeah. level um, they've only, this is what their second year in the Super League I think uh, so. oh, yeah, second or third yeah. so so but what they've done is they've built momentum in the last two seasons by winning you know lots of opens they did quite well in the first year of Mixley they obviously didn't come back this year and and, and things like that and they've taken that momentum they did well at regional league I believe as well and they've gone and they've, they've built on that so you've got to give them fair play like they, they've now worked in that spot you know 12 months ago they play Minotaurs or Beagles would you say they're a favourite it'd be 50-50 you might lean towards no because history would show otherwise I think now if they play then then yeah if someone, you know, I think you have to probably say they edge it now I think that's just on form and form alone from the last 12 months yeah I think I'd agree with Dave in that I think it's very easy to like it all gets if anyone else, can anyone actually differentiate season to season it all sort of blurs into one <laughs> and I think you think of people with the pedigree that Minotaurs or Eagles or Bedford Eagles have and then even Vikings obviously were so so dominant a couple of seasons ago and then to see that switch is it is all completely well deserved and it is a testament to the quality that Rangers are coming through but I think it still does give you pause every now and then just be like oh hang on like and Especially since this is a sport where we keep, we obviously on the inside see the same faces over and over again. It is now getting to the point where it's genuinely exciting because you can't, you can't call it from match to match even anymore. It used to be you could turn up for GPL and basically write the score sheet. Like if you thought about it for five minutes, you could probably have a, ge- a general approximation of the score sheet from just seeing the fixtures. Whereas now, almost anything can happen, and it and it does. And then um, shout out to MK for not coming bottom. Sorry, <laughs> that just for us. And again, third and fourth, we have Killers and Storm. Obviously, Killers have better. We've got you know they've gone one better than last year, which and also drew to sp- drew to meteors. Yeah, drew, drew to meteors and, and things like that. They've had another good season. It's it, yeah. it's showing them and Storm that consistency because when yeah. when you come in those kind of third, fourth, fifth spots quite a lot, sometimes it's hard to to push on or maintain that if you know you change players, you get injuries or anything like that, and. To show them that you know, if either of those two pushed on a bit further again, you know, you won't be surprised they've got the capabilities of. But also, you know, fair play to Vikings. Tough season given their injury record. I think this year. Well, they've, they've been played with unfortunate circumstances. Like that's that's really tough. If you lose the majority of your team at any one point to injuries, it's it's hard. When as soon as one person comes back, someone else goes, and yeah. when you don't have the bigger scrap depth, what they don't like, that's that's tough. So fair play. About, I was going to talk briefly about style because I was thinking if you're a young I say young lad like I'm like 70 or something if you're a young guy I'm just going to move on who wants to who's playing dodgeball and wants to learn about how maybe to improve your game pick up some stuff if you are at league if you live anywhere near the Midlands do try and get in like the future when it's a thing again do try and get to a men's super league meet because I think we talk about Storm and and now Rangers are in that that sort of zone as well and we want to think about them pushing Spartans, pushing meetups. I think especially the games between the top three this season, it's stopped being about, ah, oh, well, those they just can throw harder, they just can jump higher. And what's really interesting to see now, especially as a bit of like an anorak, is the clash of styles and how certain modes of play are effective against certain other people, how individual players are pushing themselves to play against type. Like, I think, I mean... Dave Paul is a very talented dodgeball player, but the personal <laughs> effort that... <laughs> Sorry. Did referring to him by his own name through you, because it did me. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Jeff. Copying in disbelief, Jordan, there goes your own. 
opinion selection. Um, yeah, I think people putting in like real personal effort to change their style because the agility you need to compete at this level, like the speed of everything is just mad. And I think it's a real testament to how dodgeball is becoming a much more interesting game in that we've now all been playing it long enough. And considering we have only had these rules four years, like it's not that long in the terms of Mm. a sport yeah Yeah. considering like people are studying new stuff in football like a hundred years later i think it it's going to be so interesting to see next season especially as people get closer and closer to meteors and like famously not beating them yet but you can't help feeling that it's coming and when that sort of dam breaks i think the battle for the battle of the dominant style is Mm -hmm. over like we think about three ball we think about minotaurs one ball power it down it's all over that that age is gone and i think it's just such an exciting time to watch sport the sport at this level because it is genuinely unpredictable yeah it's the same in, in men's and women's super league now every every one of the top team if you picture in top fours as we've done and i know we'll talk about the, the men's predictions but if you look at each of the teams we pick in those top form they've all got very different styles of play like the tactical side of the game has come on so far in both men's and women's as you said if you're a younger player who's there like in in those league twos league threes and you want to watch what you want to get to if you aim a super league then stick around and watch or get there early and watch that's like like, yeah yeah you 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 learn and get better by playing against better players training with them or watching them at the very least and picking up little bits and that's what i mean we could do a whole podcast on how the tactical side of the game has changed for men's and women's we could sit here for for hours and analyse bits of that at some point and that's a hint we should do that <laughs> um, just to really bore people um, write in if you are either interested or definitely <laughs> yeah. not interested in but, that podcast and it, yeah you're right it's one of those things and again that shows it so the gauntlet is down to the teams like Meteors who have been at the top for a couple of years consistently um, you know we've seen phases you know there was a time where Bedford Eagles had a couple of years at the top you know and Minotaurs had two or three seasons and, and it happens we go in, in, in phases so now this is it the gauntlet's thrown down to, to Spartans and Meteors they, they finished this season both unbeaten so now their chance is to, to do it again next year I mean I think all of us would have loved to have seen what would have happened in the long game but yeah. Yeah. but here we are we've got, we've got next season to look forward to at the very least at least, it, at least it's coming back gang <laughs> slowly but surely um, prediction review um, so going back around the table Catherine put Bedford Eagles in fourth in what was nearly the worst shout of the day. Nearly um, being the most important word in that sentence. Indeed. <laughs> um, for no points. Killers in third, correct, for three points. And then Spartans in second and Meteors in first. One point each, which is going to be a bit of a running theme amongst some of our selections. Um, Dave, you put Killers in fourth for one point. Mm-hmm. Minotaurs in third for, again, a very close to terrible shout, but not quite, for zero points. Uh, Spartans in second for one point, and Meteors in first for one point. Three points for you. Yep, I feel like I, I could go on a, a rant about how that is a justified decision and things got in the way, but I'm not. We've all lost enough in this year. I better say, I don't think yeah, I think a lot of things we could have seen coming, but probably not this. Um, Jordan put Storm in fourth, correct, for three points. Spartans in third, which I've incorrectly put down as one point, but it's actually zero. You're up with two positions. Tough luck. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, Jaff did, um, Jaff did message me as soon as that podcast was released. He was like, third. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so, by the looks of things. Uh, then Killers in second for one point and Meteors in first for one point. Uh, and then I put Storm in fourth for three points. Killers in third for three points. And I, before listening back, I'm fit, I was always certain I put Meteor second and Spartans first, <laughs> to be contrary, but I didn't. I played it safe and put Spartans second for one point and Meteor's first for one point. So I got eight, uh, Catherine Jordan for five and Dave for three. You haven't awarded the minus five? Yeah, I have, because I played. Oh, that was overall. Oh, yeah, overall. For, so for, overall. for men, all right. Catherine's competitive nature is coming out no, already. Because I, <laughs> I would have got it. That's why I was confused. You won overall. I was literally about to say overall no. standings are. I just don't. I'm just, I'm just stupid. Don't worry. Moving on. <laughs> I think also like just to kind of say again, well done to kind of the two winners of their of the respective super leagues. It's you know two new winners this year, um, and I think you know that that's been mixed. Both both teams have had a few new players come in. Like, you know, we, we've mentioned like the Jaffs and Harrisons at Spartans and you've added people like um, your Sam Richards this year. Finley's come on and played Lewis more. Lewis Diggins. Is that Lewis Diggins? Again, yeah, there's been... Well done, Lewis. <laughs> they, you know, they, they've had a whole host of people. Out. And then obviously at, at Sheriffs, you know, we, we gained like Lauren and Meg and other people. Out. And, uh, you know, Holly made a... a Those fresh-faced people who've never played not 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 in the green and the Christmas tree kit. They hadn't obviously. Ho- Holly tree. made the um the jump over properly from from union teams and things like that as well. So, and you know it makes a it makes a big difference. You know people like that that you know they raise the standard. So so very fair play. The hard work for both the winners this year and and well done from us. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I've seen the effort the teams have been putting in on and off court and two very deserved wins. I did, I did ask on Instagram for people to um, express their interest. So maybe we should commit here to an who, episode. Who asked for a shout out? There was uh, Colm asked for one. So, and hey, Colm. Definitely no one else. No, it was just, just Colm, wasn't just it? Colm, yeah. So, hi, Colm. <laughs> uh, so, a few of the other. So, Edinburgh, I think Edinburgh, we will commit to talking about. I mean, we talked slightly about grassroots development. How can the community help and develop, grow, dodge? Ball. There were definitely fewer words than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you but just I, pick your favourite words I, I, from their question. I, I think, I think, a, I think, an, a nice idea for for a future episode would be to take a, a real look at you know go around Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, um, that we don't see as much. You know, give us a chance if if anyone has any footage from games that they'd like to send in that we can actually watch well so oh, we can add a bit of context. <laughs> I will, because I'm sad and I like, like watching. I have already watched so much dodgeball <laughs> yeah. over the past six months. So, you know, if anyone has any footage, you watch, they, they want to send in things like that. If, you know, if there's a, a, something that you like about how your league run at the moment or not, you know, you know, send it in. We're, we're open to ideas for it. But... Yeah, so Edinburgh, thank you for both your questions. So next time we will touch more on grassroots development and this was, I thought, a really interesting one. Disability sport, do we need to make our sport more inclusive and accessible? And I would say almost certainly, well, Scratch that. Certainly, yes to both. Although I'd be really interested in other people's views on, especially disability sport. It's something that I've only had experience with with youth dodgeball, which I think is a distinctly different. There are two different areas. I think. There is. There's. There's codes. That I. You know. I've. I've run some of the level two coaching courses, and some of the people I've run them for work with um, disabled kids, and it's there's rules in the handbook. We go over with them to make it kind of more, you know, accessible and for them. And I. I know that British dodgeball. Speaking for that are working on that as well. So obviously, if you get it big in schools first, that's a great platform because it is taken off in schools so much. And if we can find a way to bring that into the adult game as well, then yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so we'll we'll put that on the list for next time. Um, a few questions about a uh, uni dodgeball, which obviously you got declared a lot earlier on. So um, 
B Paddock. I'm really sorry if I'm supposed to know who you are, but I don't. Um, how Derby Senior Courts came from bottom sure of the league bent. to finishing second. So yeah, I think when we we can talk about uni a bit when we round up with the other nations as well. Uh, Shaq, it's still far too raw to talk about what might have happened at Euros or Worlds. So love you, but no. <laughs> I think uh, I think once international calendar calendar gets done, Shaq, we can we can yeah. look at doing that again. But yeah, there there's mm. a lot to get through domestically first. <laughs> there's always plenty of um, European reflection on previous episodes of the neutral zone. Which See, I don't think we have anything often. international till March now, is it? It's Mar- yeah. March is northern uh, northern Europeans. Yeah, yeah. We, we shall see. A lot um, of wood was touched. Yeah, Ross, <laughs> I think we've already covered MK Cyclones, woo. Um, and then Coventry Silverbacks, I don't know what you thought we'd talk about, but your views on how this season finished, I think we may have comprehensively covered that. TLDR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how you think it will affect next season. It will affect next season. And it finished abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, thank you guys so much for getting in touch. Um, um, and we will, we will, we won't leave it seven months before the next episode. I think that's. Uh, that awesome. yeah. Let's yeah. hope. Let's hope for no more pandemics. That would be nice. Oh my god! Don't don't even joke. But yeah, and then think in all seriousness, we hope this this podcast finds everyone well, as we've all been writing on every email we've ever sent for the last six months. <laughs> I don't stop with. I, I don't have to send podcast finds you well. I don't have to send emails. Yeah. I just write on customer receipts. Shout out to all the key workers, Angel. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a, a clap. Didn't get a clap. I'll clap for you now. Yeah. Oh, I actually had something pithy to end on. I've forgotten. Petty. Okay. Uh, probably also. Okay. Meteors came second. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to all those who came second out there. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. For this. I really enjoyed this. It's been been too long in the that was in writing with your suggestion of who's going to get injured first. Dan Evans. Bookie's <laughs> 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 paid out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cool. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. Bye, guys.